Welcome to the Employee Onboarding Podcast, the only place to learn from the world's leading people operators on how to craft a magical onboarding experience. This podcast is brought to you by Process Street, the AI-powered platform that revolutionizes how HR teams design, manage, and automate their most vital processes, craft memorable employee experiences, cultivate company culture, and significantly reduce turnover with Process Street. Sign up for a free account at www.process.st. Join thousands of iconic people teams in companies like Salesforce, MIT, and Accenture that trust Process Street for all their people processes. In this episode of the Employee Onboarding Podcast, Erin Rice, the People and Operations Coordinator at Process Street, speaks to Kara Boston, Program Manager for Dun Hummy, a customer data science platform. They discuss employee onboarding from the perspective of a project manager, pre-boarding as being one of the most important pieces of the onboarding experience, and how onboarding buddies add a level of personalization and support for new hires. Welcome to Process Street's Employee Onboarding Podcast, where we are unpacking great onboarding ideas and best practices from the world's top HR practitioners and thought leaders. At Process Street, that starts with our mission to make recurring work fast, fun, and faultless for teams everywhere. My name is Erin Rice, and I am the People and Operations Coordinator here at Process Street. Today, I'm joined by Kara Boston. Kara is currently a Program Manager at Dunhummy, a data science company. Kara's entire 20-year corporate career has been in project management. At the director level, Kara has been able to do her favorite work, which is people management. Kara and I have that in common, a love of people. But something else we have in common is our DNA. Kara is actually my big sister, and I'm so thrilled to be interviewing her today. Welcome, Kara. Hi, Erin. Thanks for having me. So before we get to the good stuff, I have a question for you. When you're not managing people and projects, what are you up to? Well, I guess since you asked when I'm not managing people, I can't say uh, being a mom to a 15 and a half year old girl. So uh, outside of that, I love um, creating art to process life and walking my two dogs. Awesome. So tell me, Kara, what do you believe are the top three to five ingredients every great onboarding process should have? Well, I don't think it will come as a surprise that, uh, as since I'm a project manager, that a clear plan <laughs> that starts from kind of the, the grounding skills and information that the um, new employee needs to learn and builds up on that knowledge, right, so that it's really in an order and it flows. Um, I think links to the learning and documentation is required. While we do want them to be self-sufficient and kind of, you know, navigate our internet site um, it is good to kind of give them a head start so that they can uh, not get frustrated and get there faster. I love the fact that um, we have a buddy with our onboarding process. Um, many people, when they come into a new, or- new organization, there's already all the nerves anyway, and they don't want to bother people, um, or they just don't know who to ask with the question that they have. And so the buddy is a great um, a person to help them. Um, and then I have two more because I want to do all five. So um, time to meet or greet uh, the team um, to help the onboarders see the team dynamics in a, in a kind of safe way um, before, you know, they start meeting folks individually, I think is very helpful. And then also, I think it's very important to close the loop and do a project uh, progress check. Um, so ensuring that the knowledge that they're taking in, which is a lot, right, um, is being retained. That's awesome. Yeah. And are you in a current remote position, hybrid, or 
How is that? I am remote and I have been remote for many, many years before even the pandemic. Awesome. So all of those things are things that you do remotely. How do you go about picking an onboarding buddy? Um, so we do kind of have to look at availability, um, you know, for folks, like if they're in some big, you know, big projects or whatever, or crunch times of projects, right, then they may not be so helpful. But also, it depends on where they are, because uh, we are a global company as well. And, you know, I'm in Virginia, but I have um, people on my team that are in uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, I have people on the West Coast, uh, the UK, India, all the things. So we also will look for um, location, you know, as well. But if they're also if they're another remote, um, employee, then we might just look more for region areas um, because even the regions have some, you know, different flavors uh, of working. That's great. Awesome. And tell me a little bit about your onboarding when you came on with them. So um, (laughs) our onboarding has evolved tremendously for the positive (laughs) since then. Um, I've been in this role, it'll be five years this coming October, so about four and a half. and uh, mine was a little bit more catch as catch can. I mean, as a remote um, employee, remote worker, um, I did go to the office um, in Chicago a couple days and got my computer and you know some of the the new stuff. Um, and so you throw travel into all the other new things. Um, but it it really was catch as catch can because it was like, hey, here's a project that we don't normally do. <laughs> this is not our standard, but I'm sure you can figure it out. Which is not, you know, it is, is okay because um, I was working with some, a former colleague who we had been colleagues and now he was my manager. So he kind of knew what was coming in the door. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, uh, there were some things to follow, like from an HR standpoint, but like from our team standpoint, it really wasn't that gel because uh, my manager was new like a year before that. The other people on my team were only like, you know, a couple months ahead of me. So it was, yeah, it was, is is not as, um, formalized as it is now. Yeah. So what, how did you tackle that? What did you start with? How did you get it to a place where it was more organized? Um, so I used the downtime that you kind of get when you first start, right? You're not in all the meetings and things like that um, to search our intranet, right? And look at, you know, what do we sell? What do we build? Um, what are some of the timelines? Like we have a really cool, you know, catalog that walks you through all of that because we have to sell the tool to someone, right? And then we deploy it. And that's, you know, my team that I'm on. So I spent time doing that, um, going through the org charts, you know, seeing what people do, what their what the title meant versus what I know, you know, what I've seen them, you know, do within meetings and things like that. Um, you know, checking in with my manager, I think, uh, you know, in the beginning, we usually try to have one-to-ones every week. Um, and so that helped. And then, yeah, just being curious and asking questions and just kind of playing the new card a little bit and being like, hey, I'm new here. Like, what do you do about this? You know, stuff like that. Yeah, cool. And how long did it take you to get the process from what you received to a stronger process for those that came after you? Well, you know, we do a new iteration, I think, every new employee that we have. Um, So I actually ended up having the first new hire, I believe. And so I had taken stuff that we kind of had in Excel and things here, right? And I was the one that was adding those links that I was talking about in the beginning um, and just making sure that had a good flow and also that there, you know, that 
checking the progress piece of like, hey, you know, by this date, by you know, 30 days, you should have done all these things by 60 days and then by 90 days. Um, and so, you know, it, it just keeps evolving. Um, and, and now we actually have a whole you know, tool process that the folks can go through, like a education piece um, for our specific team outside of the HR stuff that they do. Okay, awesome. And how would you say technology played into perfecting the system or iterations of the system? Well, I mean, obviously, uh, it had to fast forward and and do all the things that it could do with the pandemic. Um, I think also, you know, just because of all the remote folks that we still needed to hire, our business um, kept going because we have a lot of uh, grocery retailer clients. And so that kept going the entire pandemic, um, similar to, you know, the hospitals and things like that. So we were somewhat busier in that time because of that. Um, but anyway, back to the question at hand. So um, the technology, I mean, it allows us to um, almost, um, there's a pre-boarding thing. So like once they sign the offer letter and stuff, there's some tasks that go out to um the uh, new hire that is like, you know, ask them a couple of personal questions. It lets the manager know what their answers are. So like, you know, we can get to know them a little bit better, um, quicker and uh, ahead of time and also just keeps them engaged um, sooner. So like, that's great because it's does done automatic and then it sends the answers to me automatic or it sends me a reminder like, hey, make sure the computer order, you know, make sure you uh, put in the order to have the new hire computer re-imaged and, you know, things like that. So I think the technology has helped with that and also just social media technology, right? So it's like we send them a thing that says, hey, you can announce that you work here now and, you know, do that, which builds a lot of excitement around them as well that keeps them engaged and excited because, so for our company, I know you're just global too, like in um, the U.S., we have a two-week uh, notice period, right? But in some of our countries, there's a three month notice period, right? right? So like you're hired, but then you gotta, you know, wait for them. You're waiting for them. They're waiting to get to you. And so like that technology to keep them engaged, like maybe give them a few things to look at that are not, you know, confidential or whatever ahead of time. So they can get excited about what they're going to start with or send a message to them. Um, you know, a little quick video, they, they encourage us to do that sometimes too. So I think all of those ways the technology helps to build the engagement before they even get here. Yeah, that's great. So you're communicating with them even before their first day in lots of different mm -hmm. ways. That's great. Yeah. Um, how, you know, that brings me to my next question. How is the process personalized? How do you make it individual for that particular person? Um, I think it, you know, a lot of it, <clears throat> So you might hear some things in the interview period of, you know, some things that are important to them. But I think some of these questions that when we're reaching out to them ahead of time helps because um, I don't know if we, I can't remember if we get to this level and I should have looked back. It's been a while since like my newest, my personal newest hire has been like two years now. Um, but, you know, I saw something when I was doing a little bit of research on this of, um, you know, asking them their favorite afternoon snack and then just making sure that they have it right like um that makes it very personal it's not just the chips that you have in the break room but it's like the picture i saw was like you know carrots and hummus like that was that person's you know thing so they made sure that they had it the first day and i think that that goes a long way of being like oh i'm not just some number like i matter 
Yeah, that's great. It's time for a quick intermission to appreciate our sponsor, Process Street. Want to build beautiful, engaging, and efficient employee onboarding processes? Looking to streamline your HR processes into wonderful AI-powered workflows? Look no further than Process Street. Just like Cargill, Colliers, and Hartford Healthcare, you too can trust Process Street with your key people processes. Visit www.process.st today. You mentioned that you haven't had a new hire in your department in some time. That's pretty impressive in this day and age. What do you think changed about that? How do you support your onboarding past the first few months? Um, well, I mean, to be clear, like that's just my part of the the team. There other, um, so I'm over the Americas, so uh, Latin America, North America, but then we have the EMEA folks um, and APAC and stuff like that. So it's just in that specific area, we haven't had new hires, but we have on our broader team where, you know, I'm, I'm on the leadership team for. Um, so I, I think the reason that we haven't had the new hires is because our cycle um, is longer to deploy the tools and things like that and get them right and things like that. So uh, for that reason, we're busy for a while, but also when folks, um, when companies and clients, retailers are looking to um, work with us, it's a long sales cycle on their side, especially this past, you know, with all the pandemic stuff. And um, they, they, you know, they have to have all the resources ready in IT and, you know, and different things um, to be ready. So I don't think that um, a lot of times they're like, oh, well, if it's going to take this long, maybe I need to wait or da, 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 So like the sales cycle is just a long thing, you know, to come to us as well. And so we've been doing more internal like migration projects and things like that to support, um, you know, the growth that is happening, um, you know, in, in different ways. Awesome. Um, reflecting back on your onboarding experience, how has that changed um, from other companies that you've onboarded with? Um, I guess most of my moves in, in my career have been because I worked with somebody, then they went somewhere else, and then they got me to go where they are. So I think they're just like, we know she can do what she needs to do. They A lot of the companies have been pre um pre-IPO, pre-public, right? So like there's a different way to run the company in that stage versus, you know, being publicly accountable for your funds and things like that. Um, so I think, you know, in a lot of ways, it's just kind of um, me per- personally and, and the way that I've been hired is like, oh, we know she can do this. Just just give it to her. She'll do it. You know, go ahead kind of thing. And she'll ask the questions if she needs, you know, right? Like she's a self-starter, that kind of thing. So um you know, not to default, you know, or not to fault any of the onboarding processes that are in place, but it is kind of like a just to get in there, get started. We need to train, you know, crank this work out. We, you know, I don't work on, um, work with any companies. I haven't that have like benches or anything like that. Like we've got to have justifiable costs and running and, you know, things like that. So it's just like, go ahead, get going. Do you think that that has had a positive or not so positive impact on your longevity at each company? Um, I, I think that, let's see, it probably is positive because I think, uh, it shows my skills of being such a self-starter and a leader and, you know, stepping right in instead of waiting for, to be told to do this or waiting to get the information to do that, um, or, you know, just, 
kind of twiddling my thumbs and, and hoping things come my way versus making things happen. So yeah, I mean, I think that it has uh, supported me and getting the um, jobs and the different jumps that I've had in my career. That's awesome. Um, what would you say is the most creative thing a company can do to create a wow moment for a new hire? Um, I think I kind of already talked about, you know, about these, it's that, that, you know, pre-engagement and making them feel belong and making them, uh, or helping them to feel like they belong before they even step foot in the door. Like that, that's not even, you know, necessary. Like you're already one of us and this is why, and this is why we hired you and we already want to make you feel, you know, um, loved and, and useful and, and all the things. And, um, I mean, we've had some uh, more executive positions hired lately, and we've heard exactly that. You know, it's like, hey, he's like, I heard that, you know, these are going to be amazing people, warm, welcome, you know, all that kind of thing. And he's like, that's exactly, you know, what I've seen, smart people, you know, stuff like that. So I think the the biggest wow is to make them feel like they belong before they're even here. Yeah, that's great. That does make a big difference, especially in creating people that want to show up every day in a remote Mm -hmm. setting. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Well, was there anything else that you wanted to share? Um, I, I think the biggest thing, um, was like, you know, how has my thinking changed around onboarding? I think that was one of the, um, questions that we might've talked about today. And so I just feel like it's not a pain, but a pleasure. Like it really is an opportunity to get to know the team member, you know, more deeply and, um, in a different light and a different perspective. Like it's not just an HR exercise to check off the box, um, which is what I used to think it was. And, um, also, uh, that it can be proactive instead of reactive. So we also encourage our folks to set up meetings with the different team members instead of us doing it. Like some of them we pre-set up because they don't have access to their account until day of, you know, receiving the, um, the computer. But for those, um, meetings afterwards, you know, we encourage them and I mean, they're, they're one of the steps in their plan, um, to set up the individual one-on-ones to get to know your different, your immediate team members, because our, our work, um, and our team does not lend us to work on the same projects necessarily. So it's very hard sometimes to see how people work and do things. Um, and so this allows us to, you know, group up, um, you know, and have one-on-ones and then they know who has a, you know, who's been here longer, who, you know, who they can go to for, you know, more specifics about it, maybe a specific product and things like that. So I think that that um, is uh, something else that is really um, important to make sure it's a successful onboarding. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kara, for joining me. This is super fun having my big sister on my first podcast interview. Um, And yeah, thanks for your time and all your insights and hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for the opportunity, Erin. Bye. You've been listening to the Employee Onboarding Podcast, bringing you insights and best practices from employee onboarding experts, helping you create an amazing onboarding experience. Please like and subscribe to keep updated on new episodes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on your listening platform of choice.
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Employee Onboarding Podcast brought to you by Process Street. If this discussion ignited a spark to revolutionize your HR processes, why not give Process Street a shot? It's a no-code platform trusted by thousands of teams around the world, large and small, including powerhouses like Salesforce. Visit www.process.st to sign up for a free trial and embark on a journey to efficient, powerful workflows. 